Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hey lovers, you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast for horny humans to share their sexy secrets in a safe and welcoming creation space so that we may explore and learn about our kinks together. As always, please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to learn how to connect and enjoy. Our guest today is a 27-year-old bisexual homoromantic Cuban-American cis female who grew up Catholic. Historically monogamous in her romantic life, she is open to exploring the poly world in the future and has been single since June 2022, currently casually dating and having lots of sex. She is into heavy choking and breath play, spanking, hair pulling, face slapping, spitting, and rough play in general. Infatuated with CNC, she is waiting on the right, safe partner to try it with. Having had quite a few threesomes lately, she really wants to explore foursomes and moresomes. She loves sucking cock, playing with pussies, and watching women come. A professional singer from Florida. Welcome, Em. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Can you start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame-o-meter with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey at all, where do you fall right now today? Definitely varies, but I'd say I'm like at a solid two to three. Okay. When, if ever, does it shift and were you always a two or three? Definitely not always a two or three. That's probably happened in the last like six months. Nice. I feel like I was always at a five or a six. I've always been kinky. I've always had all these thoughts and everything, but I don't have a lot of people in my circle that are like that. So I, you know, get a little judgments and it's not always upfront judgment. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, I hope you're being safe. And yeah. it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, that's when it fluctuates when I talk to those people for sure. Okay, we got a little snippet of like what your sex life is like right now, but will you give us like, just a couple more overview details? And <laughs> like, what's your favorite part right now? Ooh, I feel like I haven't had this many partners in a while, and I'm loving it. I have like 
a couple of doms right now. I have a couple that I'm regularly playing with. I have somebody who wants me to be like a dominatrix and I've never explored that side okay. and we're kind of learning together. So there's a lot of like fun new things that are happening right now. So that's my favorite part, just trying out new things. That is amazing. How are you meeting people primarily? Mainly online, on fields and on set life. It starts online and then I meet them in person. I'm kind of not good at meeting people in person, like at a bar or something. I get really shy. I don't seem shy, but I'm bad at like initial relationships if we haven't talked online. Yeah, Especially yeah. because you don't know how kinky people are in the real world. When I meet them on these sites, we talk immediately. What are you looking for? I know I don't have to feel ashamed expressing what I like. Mm. So I think I just get scared meeting people in person. But do you feel like if you were at a kink event or something where you had guardrails, would it still be difficult? Or do you feel like that would be like possible? I think that would be possible. Because again, it's like a kink meetup. So I know there might not be into what I'm into, but we can openly in a safe space talk about what we're into. Mm. Whereas like in a regular, you know, in the vanilla world or whatever, meeting people like I got lucky because actually on Saturday I met somebody and had great sex with them. Just a random stranger at the bar. <gasps> okay. um, normally that doesn't happen. Normally it's, I get a little uncomfortable. That's when my shame meter will go up because okay. Okay. I don't want to have sex with a stranger and say, no, 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 choke me harder or like hit me. I don't want them to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us now what is sexy to you? I feel like a lot of people always say confidence, but that's huge for me. Like knowing what you want and eye contact is so sexy to me. Like if somebody is staring me down like into my soul, it's the sexiest thing. And honestly, like I like to masturbate in front of a mirror sometimes cool. and I just, I stare at myself and like, I don't know what the eyes do for me. It's just eye contact. No matter if it's myself, somebody else, like it's so sexy. Wow. Okay. So is that true in partnered sex as well? Like, do you love that connection during? And like, do you also like looking at physical stuff that's happening? <laughs> physical stuff that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy looking at the physical stuff, but I will stare into your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. If same. it's oral, if it's like actual penetration, whatever it is, like I usually don't break eye contact. I love that's it. Hot. I love, I love that. seeing what is happening. Your face tells so much. So I mm. just love like you see what you're feeling. Totally. There are moments where I've like definitely wished I had more sets of eyeballs, which I think is also why I've loved some of my own homemade porn so much. Because I'm like, I get to just stare at you, but then I get to see what you were seeing later, like assuming my partner's in charge of the camera. So like, that's cool. Um, any other sexy things that you want to mention? We've got confidence, we've got eye contact. I would say like for myself, I love when I get out of the shower, when you're kind of like dripping a little bit, you're not totally dried off. I have this big mirror and I've been like learning a lot more self-confidence. So I feel like I look really sexy and I feel really sexy mm -hmm. after the shower. I just got my nipples pierced like a few months ago. What was that like? Painful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The first one wasn't terrible, but the second one, because like your adrenaline is gone. So wow. that second one Oof. was fucking painful. But when I tell you like, I feel so much more confident. Like I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, damn, like she's hot. I'm wow. obsessed with them. I'm so happy I got them. They really like have changed me. That sounds so weird because it's just a piercing, but I love them. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. I have a couple of clothes questions that relate to sexiness. Do you wear 
things without a bra so that people can tell your nipples are pierced? Answer is I don't even own a bra. (laughs) Great. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So what clothes do make you feel the sexiest? And okay, wait, sorry. My brain is doing too many things at once because then I'm like, that means you don't have any see-through shirts, but do you have see-through shirts or do you have bralettes or anything? I have like two or three bralettes that I usually wear when I'm like singing or working. You can still see. Still see. You can't see like color or anything, but you can still see them. And I do have see-through shirts, like fully see-through shirts. And I don't know if it's because I got them pierced or what, but pretty much every time I go out, my shirt comes up at some point. I was at the bar last night, (laughs) flashed the bar three times. I was out the other night with my friends. Every time there's a camera and someone's taking a picture, my shirt comes up. I love them. I love my tits and I'm not afraid to show them. And they're boobs. Everybody has nipples. Everybody has this flesh on your body. I think it's so stupid, like how sex, even though, you know, tits are hot, I love them. But like how sexualized and like, oh my gosh, your nipples are showing through your shirt. I'm like, yeah, they are fucking showing through my shirt. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So on that note now, I too love showing the body, showing the naked parts. And I'm in the process of deeply learning how clothes can act as a very tantalizing wrapper for nakedness. What clothes make you feel the sexiest? I mean, what I'm wearing right now is literally just like a black, tight little top. I don't have boobs, but it's like low cut. And I love that. I like showing my tattoos. Mm -hmm. I have quite a few. That makes me feel sexy. But I think like just little comfortable tiny tops (laughs) is what I like. Fuck yeah. My bottom half right now I'm in like sweatpants shorts, but I'll usually just put on jeans or something more casual. Something that makes my ass look good, of course. Amazing. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Okay. Now, can you please give us an example of a sexy, explicitly clear yes that you have either given and or received that led to something super hot? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I have a few, but I'll say like a recent one. So I had met, you know, one of my doms and I met them on field. And they live about three hours away from me, but I travel a lot. So sometimes I'm in the area, whatever. So we were messaging and this was like the first day that we were messaging back and forth. And I sent some pictures because I love nudes. I love sending pictures, videos, receiving all of it. And I sent him a picture and he was like, daddy needs you to be here by five o'clock. And I was three hours away. I was not in the area. Oh, wow. And I used to not like the daddy talk. I never called anybody that. It used to like, I don't know, make me feel some kind of way. But there was just something about the way he said that, that immediately I was like, yes, daddy. And I had an hour to pack my shit and get my stuff together. And I drove three hours to go see him. When I got there, I had messaged him. It was a three hour ride. I said, hey, by the way, when you get there, just have to go to the restroom real quick. He was like, of course. I walk in And immediately he just like grabs me by the hair and the neck and like starts making out with me. And then he whispered the most quiet whisper in my ear saying, you're going to go upstairs, use the bathroom, and I want you on your knees in my bedroom. And I was just like, yes. The way it was just that confidence that he knew what he wanted. And I was like, yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. And it was great. I had just gotten there. We fucked. It was great like amazing we kept eye contact the entire time mm-hmm. and i felt like i had been fucking him for years Whoa. i truly felt like i knew him for years there was some crazy connection and after we finished we sat and we talked for like an hour 
We went in the kitchen, made me a drink. Then he put me on the counter. We started having sex again. And then afterwards, he has long hair. So he was like, you want to braid my hair? I was French braiding his hair. We were watching TV. We were cuddling. And then it was time for me to go. It had been like four hours that I was there. And then we had sex one more time. And I left. And it was the first time I met him. And it was just like, I really felt like something happened. Something like happened. And it was great. Wow, what a magical exchange. What needs to be in place for you, like safety-wise or invitation-wise, for it to get to a yes like that for you, especially like that fast? Like what like alchemy has to happen for you? I mean, almost immediately when we started messaging, it was like, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And then what do you like? What are your desires? What do you not like? You know, we kind of like really talked right off the bat, which I also hadn't really done with a lot of partners. Okay. And then we did talk about like safety and safe sex, which again, mm. I'm not good at. I've gotten better now, honestly, listening to your podcast, Great. but I wasn't that good at it. And we talked about it right off the bat. So I don't know. It just made me feel comfortable Yes. and our desires lined up, you know, so totally, totally. Safety is so sexy and aligned desires is like the most delicious in my opinion. So I can't wait to hear your other explicit yeses, by the way. Like, what a great story to start off with. (laughs) But before we get there, when you're, like, telling a friend that you got laid last night, what are you usually referring to? Like, what counts as sex for you? And if there are different contexts, break it down for us. Okay. So I think, for me, it depends on gender. Mm -hmm. So with men, if I said that I had sex with a guy, it almost always means penetration. Otherwise, I'd say... I blew him. He ate me out. I described things that happened, but I don't normally say sex unless there is penetration. With a woman, I think it's a little bit more vague because sex with a woman to me, if her mouth or my mouth are on each other's privates and there's fingers and there's coming, it's sex to me. Like if I'm fingering a girl and I'm eating her out, I fucked her. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Rewinding a little bit to your younger years, did you ever get a helpful sex education or sex talk from an adult that you trusted and or lesson in consent? No. (laughs) The consent, yes, but not in terms of sex specifically. I feel like my mom was very good at telling us like if, you know, even if it's a family member, an older man or whatever, like, you know, you never let anybody touch you or make you feel uncomfortable. You come to me right away. But it was never about consent with a partner. Like when you're ready to be sexual, you know, it was more safety when we were younger. Definitely not really health and safety. We had, I think in fifth grade, the separation of the boys and girls. We got pads, deodorant, stuff like that. And in middle school, there was some kind of talk, but it's Florida school system. It sucked. (laughs) So then tell us what happens to your shame-o-meter when it is time to talk to a partner about safer sex. You said you've been getting better at it. Tell us a little bit the kind of like progression and what you're feeling confident about now. So I feel like growing up in like a very traditional Hispanic Catholic home, those were things we just didn't talk about. We didn't talk about sex. We didn't even talk about, like, I was embarrassed even in high school to ask my mom for a tampon. It made me feel uncomfortable. And mind you, we have a great relationship. We talk every day. We always have, but we just didn't talk about those things. So it was just uncomfortable to talk about that. So I never really did. I would say, like, do you have a condom or not? 
having sex without a condom and okay. when I was in high school, but otherwise I never really had that talk. Now I am very sexually comfortable with myself. In the last few years, I have felt more and more myself. But to be honest, I, I'm not even just saying this, like actually listening to your podcast and hearing everybody talk about safe sex talks has almost like with that fire under me, it's like, what is so wrong about talking about safe sex? Yeah. That makes it sexier. Yeah. Makes it sexier. And you, you talk about it, you say, you know what? I actually just had sex. So like I need to get tested again. And you know, it's the communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm actually having a little sex capade on Wednesday. And that was, I brought it up. I was like, when was the last time you were tested? Are you clear? Like, how would it go? Like, this is when I was tested. And I told him, I was like, just to let you know, I have had sex since then. So yeah. whatever you feel comfortable, I'll get tested again. I don't care. You let me know. This makes my heart so happy. Like I, you know, because I'm having these conversations because I wish I had had access to this. Do you mind if I ask kind of what, I realize I haven't been doing this with people. So what are your comfort levels with partnership? Like when do you use barriers? When do you decide not to use them? What's kind of like if you were to go to a play party, if that's on your menu of options, like what are you using protection for? Where do you allow fluids? To be totally honest, I don't use protection a lot. I have never gone to a play party. Definitely if it was that kind of situation, I would be using it. But if I feel comfortable enough with the person, like even when I met my dom, we used a condom the first time we had sex. Mm -hmm. And then we talked if we were comfortable and I said yes. So we took it off for the next time. I like that. I feel like it's a more intimate connection. I like fluids. I know fluid bonding is like a big step for some people, but... I don't mind it. I enjoy cum. I like it. So it's not like an issue for me. Okay. Are you on some sort of birth control? I know this is a very personal question. Like what are (laughs) kind of your needs there? So I'm not right now. I was, I had an IUD in for five years and when it expired and I pulled it out or they pulled it out, (laughs) (laughs) I was dating a woman at the time. So I didn't need it. So it's only been since June that I've been single. And not only that, but it's only been like maybe four months that I'm having sex with more partners. So I need to get back on it. I do have a spermicide that sometimes I will use and the occasional plan B when I need to, or if I feel that I need to, but I'm not on a consistent birth control right now. And just, I don't know if I've shared this with people lately. I'm not either. I haven't been on birth control in over a decade and I have had unprotected and protected sex with partners. And I don't know, like I don't let people come inside me, but also it's like, yeah, the pullout method is not a method, but also, you know, it's all about risk tolerance, right? And just reminding anyone, if you haven't listened to old episodes, I have herpes in my throat because I chose to not use condoms for oral sex. So now I do oftentimes use condoms a lot more for oral sex than I ever did, you know, just to mitigate risk factors. And then I also meet a lot of people that are, again, comfortable with that risk. Okay, excellent intro. I'm so excited to get to like, especially the recent details, but take us through your whole sexual timeline. Like, Hit the highlights. Tell us what formed you starting at the very beginning in your younger years. When do you first remember sex kind of entering your sphere of understanding? I feel like it first entered like without the understanding. I really don't know why. I've just always been like a very sexual person. Since elementary school, I remember like having sleepovers and playing like in the bottle. And I'm like eight years old and we don't even know what that means. And we like went in a closet. And I remember one time... I was naked with one of my friends and we like decided to, I don't know, grind on each other. And we said, oh, well, 
I think you can have a baby, so make sure you have an underwear on. But we're both girls. Like, we had no idea how that worked. Yeah. You know, but we were still exploring. And one time in, like, third grade, I had a neighbor, and she came over. I don't know if it was my furniture, my brother's furniture. They got a whole new furniture set. So in my garage was, like, dressers, like, in a little box, and then the mattress in the middle. So you can kind of climb into it. We would play back there. And a friend of mine, she and I started exploring we were playing mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. and I remember her getting like a bulge of socks and putting it like you know in her panties and us like grinding back and forth and then somebody walked into the garage and we're like oh oh, okay and then afterwards I was like yeah I think you need to go like I think I freaked out because I didn't know what was happening and it felt good and I was like okay let's stop this right now so that started very young And I think I really started understanding what sex was probably in like sixth grade. Okay. One of my classmates, for some reason, asked my teacher what masturbation was and if it was normal. And I remember writing it down in my notebook because I'd never heard that word before. And so sure enough, I went home and that's when it kind of all began. I started masturbating. I started looking at porn. I was like, whoa, what is this world? Like I had no yeah. idea. And then like dots started connecting to all the things I've always been feeling. Yeah. And that's when I started really getting the understanding like, okay, this is what this is. Wow. That is wild. Do you remember what your teacher answered? The teacher was a little bit creepy. I remember him saying, like, it's very normal. I do it myself. Oh. I was like, what? Oh, okay. It's a little weird. But I think he just told him, like, no, it's normal. Like, it's just something that people do. Usually it's, like, adults or I don't I don't recall yeah, it yeah. all. But it intrigued me big okay. time. Okay. And then I started and didn't stop. I would take, like, hour-long showers. That faucet was my friend. The water pressure in my house was great. Congratulations. <laughs> I would, like use like the ends of razors to like insert I would like you know really just explore myself in the shower all the time yeah I had a couple of friends like once in seventh grade this was the time when chat roulette and omegle were like a thing oh yeah and I was in seventh grade and now that I say this it's so bad because it's illegal I was underage Mm -hmm. but me and my friend put the camera and we were next to each other pants off masturbating next to each other and had our pussies in the camera and i remember somebody saying like oh touch each other and in my brain i was about to be like okay and my friend was like no sicko and like changed it and i was like i mean we are uh, next to each other masturbating so i think that's also when my infatuation with women started really creeping in did you get any messages around that like around like gayness or anything like that or were you just like i like what i like it wasn't like straight up like this is wrong, but I did grow up Catholic. You know, I, one of my cousins is gay and I've known that since I was younger and everyone loves him, treated him the same. So I didn't really have any super, super negative connotation with it, but I knew like inside, like it was wrong. Like, mm. you know, it's a man and a woman that's, that was in my brain, you know, okay. that's what I learned in church and everything. But I also kind of didn't care. I was like, you know what? If I like it, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And then that led, so I lost my virginity young. In eighth grade, I lost my virginity to a man and to a woman in that same year. And it was great. So I remember the one with woman a lot more than the man. But 
one of my good friends, we had a little sleepover. There was like five of us. And she used to hook up with the boys. Like I knew she had had sex. And so she, she and I were kind of like the early developers in sex. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Like nobody else really in our age group was doing that. You're early bloomers. The opposite of late yeah, bloomers. Early, that's the word. Early bloomers. So we're hanging out and we were prank calling people, whatever. Me and her were under the blanket, kind of like tickling each other, touching each other. And then she kissed me and we started kissing. And our other friends were like, what are you guys doing under that blanket? And we're like, oh, nothing. We're prank calling. We're giggling, whatever. And she's like, okay, it's time for bed. She says, don't worry. Em and I will go sleep in the other room, in my sister's room. I was like, okay, perfect. So immediately we started making out. Clothes came off. And there's just, it's all a little bit vague because I was young, but there's one moment I really remember and I was eating her out and fingering her and I was laying on my stomach on the bed and I being so turned on and like rubbing up against the mattress. I remember coming from eating her out and it was incredible. Yeah. It was a great experience. It was really great. (laughs) With the guy experience, I honestly hardly remember it, but he was my boyfriend. We had been dating like two months, maybe. And uh, we hadn't even done anything. He had fingered me the day before we had sex. But I hadn't blown him. I hadn't been experiencing anything else. But we talked about it. He knew it was my first time. I was in love. So I was like, let's do it. And it was Halloween night. I was at my best friend's house. And he knew what I wanted to do. So he let me use his room. And Lil Wayne was playing in the background. It was like so weird. I do remember him at one point saying, like, are you okay? Is this okay? And I don't think it was too bad, but I will say we dated for a year after that. We had sex constantly. Okay. I was 13. He was 14. And obviously we don't drive. We don't have cars. It's hard to figure out where you want to do it. But I never thought about this back then, but he's an exhibitionist for sure. Like loves public sex because we used to have sex in public all the time. We had sex in our middle school in the staircase. Teacher walking down the staircase and everything. Do you have an indoor or outdoor middle school? It's outdoor, but the staircase was inside. Like it was like a closed off staircase. I remember being like bent over like in downward dog and him still inside me and the teacher started walking down. So we just paused and I was like, and then they walked out and then we kept going. What? Wait, they didn't even. They didn't notice. We were underneath the stairs. Oh my gosh. We would do it like we were in rooms of people and just like under a blanket, he would just slip it in like really quiet, which, you know, they're not really consenting to that. So that wasn't right. But we were young and horny and that's not something I do now. (laughs) But we would have sex like at the beach with my family, like in the water, um, (gasps) in my pool, at my parents' house, like all over the place. Wow. Was your vagina always fine? Like I've heard, you know, like chlorine. I don't know. I guess chlorine's okay. Beach scum. Like, did you ever have any like issues? Not that I can recall, to be honest. I think I got like, like BB a few times, but you know, I just kind of let it do its thing. Cause who was I going to tell? Not my mom. Right. Mom. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, at that point you'd been at least exposed to porn for a couple of years. If I did math and tracked it in my head correctly. And you are yes. six, almost seven years younger than me. So you would have had a little bit more streaming capabilities by the time you were exploring this. So like that, you know, cause like when I was, yeah. What do you remember? I had a family computer. Okay. <laughs> like the sits in the kitchen. So it was always like late nights. 
I had like a Blackberry. I don't think we paid for the internet. I think maybe when I was in eighth grade, I got a sidekick and I did have internet on that phone. But it was always like the private browsing, delete my history, not easy access by any means. (laughs) What do you remember about that, like offering you in terms of knowing what to do? Or like, I mean, because it sounds like that, in a sense, was a lot of the education that you got where, you know, compared to the school biological stuff where they split you up and barely tell you anything. This is something I'm thinking about a lot because I've been like deep diving in education. More people I talk to are like learning about sex from porn. So I'm just very curious. Yeah, I think definitely. I used to like if I wanted to try something new or, or if I felt like I wasn't giving head well enough or whatever, I would look it up on a porn site. And usually I I'd, I'd look up like amateur stuff because it just felt more real and natural to me. And I would, I mean, like stare at it, rewind it. Like I would really learn from that. Wow. And it like turned me on. So I think it just made me a hornier person in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were like seeking out stuff that you wanted. Yes. Okay. That's that's what taught me. Like I didn't have okay. a teacher. My teacher was myself deep diving into porn. <laughs> yeah. When you and your friend were on what were the sites? Like Omega and Omegle, Omegle and Chat Roulette. And Chat Roulette. Was that also on the family computer? Was that like another like was that the friend's no. private? Okay. That was my friend. I didn't even have a laptop until college. So <laughs> it was my friend's laptop. She she'd bring it over, do homework, whatever. Okay. And so we'd use that. I breezed past that kind of, like, I didn't ask follow-up questions because how do we talk about, like, young children as adults, like, doing this? But at the same time, I can't help but think, you know, so much of what I encounter, the more that I try to educate and the more that I'm coming up against, like, our censorship laws that are supposedly designed to keep young people safe, is that just, like, in a void of information, of course that's going to happen. And, of course, on platforms that aren't necessarily filtering for that because, like, I know they have the like 18 plus button to check, but like any smart kid can pretend like they're 18 on Just the internet. Just say yes. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, so looking back as a person who seems fine, not, like, I don't know, do you have anything else to say about that? Or like, how do you think we should talk about that? Or like, what was it like to be like, yes, maybe. And then your friend was like, no, what a sicko. Like, how did they, like, we don't know yeah. until we know, right? Yeah. I think because we didn't have those talks, like that wasn't in the education system, like, it's almost like a don't ask, don't tell. Like, we don't talk about that. Like, you're yeah. a lady. You don't talk about sex. Like, yeah. that's always how it was. So we sought it out for ourselves. We were intrigued. Right. We wanted to see these things. We wanted to explore. And I think had we had those talks, I mean, we probably still would have been sexual, but I don't think we would have been doing those crazy things. I don't know. Right? I'm very baffled by this concept that, like, to keep us safe, the things they're the most curious about, let's just try to make a void of information. And then, like, if they're smart enough to get around it, then they can. And then it's like, good luck, yeah. kids. All right. Well, I'm, I'm also open to, like, thoughts out there from the audience, too, because uh, it's a complicated, complicated topic. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. 
They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So going back to now your formative experiences, you had sex with partners. What happened next? What was formative? So, okay, this is, I guess, a little fucked up that that boyfriend cheated on me. I found out that the night that I lost my virginity to him, he cheated on me with my best friend, the (gasps) one that I had hooked up with. Oh, how was it to find that out? It was very, very hard. I mean, that was like the first love of my life. And... It was so hard. I was like borderline suicidal. It was like a really dark time. And honestly, I think it really it flipped the switch because I got into high school the next year. That happened in the summer when I found all that out. I went to high school and I went to a different high school. Like I switched from public school to Catholic school. So that was already hard going through that. I had barely any friends because I didn't know anyone in this new school. Also, going to a Catholic school there's a lot of like naive prude and not in a bad way, but you know, they didn't know any better people. So me feeling like sexual and all this stuff, it was almost like suppressed even more. It was like shame a meter at 10, but it flipped a switch and I was like, fuck men. I don't want any emotion and I'm going to do whatever I want. So when I was a freshman, I was screwing like the juniors, the seniors, like having sex in cars in the school parking lot I like kind of went on a rampage of like I'm not gonna be in any kind of relationship I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want and I did that my brother was a junior when I was a freshman so I used to like hook up with his friends and they would come over I knew some of the seniors like family friends it was like I'm gone wild (laughs) yeah yeah wow was it mostly penis owners or did you have any vaginas during that time like was it everyone or how were you selecting Mainly penis owners, and I really do think it had something to do with, like, getting back at my ex. I did have a few vagina owners, a few friends. I had one friend who was openly gay at the school, so we would hook up. And one of my best friends who, at the time she was openly gay, we had a few wild moments in high school, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, and then I'd say my sophomore year of high school is when I met my future ex-husband now, my high school sweetheart. We started dating when I was a sophomore and he was a senior. And uh, he was one of my brother's friends, actually. The sex was really good. He ended up going into the military, so he was away. So it made it grow fonder. There was a lot of like sexting and videos, which was kind of newer to me and was really hot. Like Skype sex, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And then when he'd come into town, it was like, you know, all hats off. Yeah, yeah. He really introduced me to a lot of kink without us even really knowing, you know, the choking, hair pulling, spanking. Like, we had some really good sex. 
but the communication was never there, which is so weird to me. So like, I'm glad that we both had the same kind of desires Yeah, and we kind of grew together, but it's so, we never once talked about like, what do you want? What do you like? And it's so strange to me when I think back on it now. Totally. Totally. And this was like, as you were still in high school and he was in the military or was it a little bit later? He was still in the military, but probably my senior year, senior year or the year after is when he started coming back more and more. And then when he came back, we got married and we moved in together. It got really kinky real quick. How long would you go without seeing each other? The longest was like 10 months. He deployed twice. Oh, wow. Okay. So you would go long periods of time without seeing each other. But then it sounds like when you did, even when you were like living together now around each other all the time, it was still more kinky than ever. It was great. And actually, while he was away, I did hook up with a couple of girls. And at first I didn't tell him. And then I did tell him because I was like, oh, my God, I feel terrible. Yeah. And he was like, no, like, that's okay. Like, please, like, pleasure yourself. Like, not with guys, with girls. Like, go ahead. And I think he didn't really grasp the fact that I truly was into women. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, that's hot. Go ahead. All right. But I was like, all right, you gave me permission. So (laughs) So I had my fun. But yeah, our sex life was pretty good. It didn't start going bad until maybe like the last year we were together. My libido either is like at 100 or it's like at like a 20. I go through bouts of like a couple of months. If I'm stressed or depressed or something, you know, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. And at one point in our lives, like I was like very depressed and I wasn't really seeking help. And he resorted to cheating on me. Okay. And I didn't know this at the time. He had like a secret girlfriend of like seven months. I mean, and in that time we had like our big wedding because we got courthouse married. So we were having okay. our big wedding. We built a house. We got not one dog, we got two dogs. And everything was like working back out. We were having sex again. Things were going well. And he still had this girlfriend. And I found out because she found out about me. She didn't know he was in a relationship. Oh, wow. Whoa. So that's like whole double life status. So she found out and then she told you or? Yeah, she reached out to me. And honestly, she told me everything. I don't know why. I don't know if it was a good intention, bad intention. I'm glad she told me, but I was asking her questions and like she would send me videos of them having sex. <gasps> yeah. He like bought her sex toys, all these things that he never got for me. Like I told you, our communication wasn't there. So, but he's communicating with this other girl and having like all this crazy kinky sex when he could be developing that with me. Yeah. So it was hard. And that was, you know, another trust issue (laughs) onto myself because it was a a pattern. Totally. So what was the length of that relationship in total? And like what span in your life did it cover? Seven years. Started when I was 16 and we got married at 19. So we were married for four years. Wow. I tried to make it work for close to a year because, again, like a traditional family, like not a single person in my family is divorced. I'm the first one. And that was like something I didn't want to accept. And then finally, I found out he was talking to somebody again after like a year. A new somebody? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I said, I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. It was definitely hard. But that is when my like 
kinky self started to blossom. Okay, that was my next question because I was like, <laughs> like you guys had been dabbling or doing kinky things, but like I don't want to label it for you, but just not not explicitly talking about it, shall we say? Yeah. Were you ever kinky with vagina owners? And then like, tell us about your kink explosion and like, when did you start learning more about your kinky self and what did you learn about your kinky self? I wouldn't say I was super kinky with vagina owners. I had a couple dabbles here and there, but I didn't really have like sex toys. I wasn't comfortable talking about it because yeah. I hadn't really with anybody. How can we be until we have examples? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Once that ended, so I actually had found out about Field while my ex-husband and I were still together. Okay. So I had tried bringing it up to him. I made like a little account, but it was for a female for me, not for him, because I wasn't comfortable with that, especially given the cheating history, because this yeah. is post-cheating. Okay. But I was like, it's my turn. And so when I decided to divorce, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's change up this profile. Let's spice her up. It's for me now. I had my first threesome like a few months after, and it was truly an incredible experience. Like I couldn't have asked for a better couple to have like shown me the world. Amazing. So they were around my same age. They were in their mid twenties. They had been together since like middle school. So they had a really solid relationship. And I remember telling them like, I've never done anything like this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, no worries. And we talked a lot. Um, We talked like me and her separate, me and him separate and all together in a group chat, just like really forming relationships with each other. And so the first time they they met, they got this beautiful, like one bedroom and a living room, like suite. I was at work and they go, it's okay, come relax. And they were like, listen, if you get here and you don't want to do anything, like that's fine. We could get to know each other, but we want to make you feel as comfortable as possible. It's okay, great. So I get there and I'm, you know, stinky from work. I told them I had to shower. I get there. They had my favorite wine there They had brought board games just in case I didn't want to have sex. Oh, wow. They got me a bath bomb so I can relax after work. It was like so thoughtful, very incredible. And I shower and then he draws us, me and his girlfriend, a bath. So he let us sit in there for a while, just us two to talk, get to know each other. So we were in there for maybe like 10 minutes. And then, you know, we started making out and then he comes in and he like sitting, watching. And he's like, do you girls want to get ready and meet me in the bedroom. And I was like, okay. So it was kind of like bonding. We were putting on lingerie, like getting each other ready. Like you look good. I look good. Perfect. And we just went to the bed and it was great. And there was a lot of communication. I remember at one point, like he was having sex with me and he was like, are you good, babe? Like to his girlfriend, are you good? Do you want me? And she's like, no, no, no. Keep fucking her. Like it was just very easygoing and it was a great experience i'm very like grateful for them that's awesome also i am so heartened to hear like a that you had that experience and b that those people exist because i haven't like been solid yeah. you know it takes effort to look and so i just haven't been exposed lately and the attempts i have made haven't been so i'm like oh great and that was your first one my first one yeah what a high bar they're actually not together anymore okay I'm still like kept relationships with both of them. We follow each other on social media. Like they're just good people, genuine people. So I love that. That was fun. Okay. So that's like a big start to a new era. Yes. After everything happened, I think I just decided like life is too fucking short. I just had what I thought my life was going to be swept from under me. And so now I'm not going to do anything that doesn't please me. Fuck. Yeah. 
Okay, so on that note, what else has been pleasing you? What else did you discover? And then like, please tell us kinky details and how you're learning about your kinky self and what you're understanding about her. So afterwards, my friends were going to Europe. This was like six months post-divorce. My friends were going to Europe and I was like, you know, I'm coming on your trip. I'm tagging along. Add one more. Let's do it. Extended. We were there for three weeks. And I met this man. He was, I mean, gorgeous. A Parisian man, barely spoke English, stunning, and very kinky. So we like were at this restaurant, we went to this club, and we are just like hands all over each other, making out, like he's pushing up my skirt, like hands are ready around my neck. I go, okay, this is going to be quite the night. We end up going back to his friend's apartment, and it started in the car. We were in this tiny car and him and three of my other friends are squished in the back seat, and I'm laying across on top of them because we didn't want to get an Uber. So I'm laying across bottom half on this man. And I'm literally looking at my friend's face. Like we're like in this little car and this man starts to finger me in the car. And I'm like, stop. stop. And my friend's like, what is going on? And I was like, don't ask me. Like it was, I'm like, we got to get there. We got to get there. I'm like, you stop. Don't stop, but stop. (laughs) We got to just get to this apartment. So we get there immediately. We go into the room and he just like throws me up on a desk, a glass vase. Like there's things breaking. There's like things being pushed around. He then throws me on the bed. At one point, I remember being upside down, like head hanging off the bed, sucking his dick. I, the next day had bruises like on my neck, on my legs, like huge ones, but it was so hot. And it's weird because like we didn't really talk because he didn't really speak English. But it was like he was reading my body and we had sex for like three hours. Like wow. it was just amazing. And I can be very loud. That's kind of like also one of my kings. I really like listening to myself moan mm-hmm. and others. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a big auditory person. So I was just really loud to the point that my friends actually left the apartment and they went back to the hotel. They left <laughs> I like Ubered alone afterwards because they're like, we couldn't hear it anymore. We couldn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, so wait, it was his apartment or... It was his friend's apartment. His friend's apartment. Oh, my gosh. And we were, I mean, I mean, like, when I looked in lights on, there was glass everywhere. There was broken things all over the place. It was pretty crazy. But that was like, oh, I needed it. I needed to be fucked like that. Wow. And then I knew I, like, I couldn't really go back after that. The intensity just felt so good. Yeah. I loved it. Wow. Did you ever see him again? Or was it just like a one night situation? So I have a friend who's from Paris and it's one of his friends. So I've seen him like online, but I haven't been back. So I haven't yeah, yeah. met him again, but boy, would I love to. <laughs> nice. Okay. I also love fucking friends of friends because I guess this is an assumption that I'm making as I catch myself. Like I do feel safer though. If it's a friend of a friend, if it's someone I know, I'm like, there's a social network there. There's a little bit more built in stuff. Yes, I think they've known each other since they were children. So. Okay. I was going to say, also, it sounds like you met a person in person and not on an app. I did. You're right. <laughs> I did. But that's also, it was like a setup situation almost. Oh. So, like, he was like, oh, my friend's coming. He's hot. Friends, set me up with hot, nice, kinky friends. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Please. I'm <laughs> open to that. I've had that situation happen before where they're like, hey, one of my friends, you know, they're a little kinky if you guys. And I go, please, hook us up. Yeah, let's do it. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. 
and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Okay, so what else have you learned about your kinky self? And like, are there more vagina lovers? Or like, what? where do you want to take it next? What else do we need to know? Coming home from Europe, I had decided I'm going to move in with my best friends from high school. Okay. So we got a house in our downtown area. And this house was literally like a fucking brothel because we are all single. It was a gorgeous, like two story, four bedroom, had a hot tub out back and walking distance from the bars. So people would just like, we would just get fucked up, come back and we would share. I mean, after I would hook up with a guy the next week, my roommate would like, we didn't care. We were like, let's just have fucking fun. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, when I say I had a lot of sex in that house, I had a lot of sex in that house. Mm. It was wonderful. Could you guys hear each other or was it like, could you, was that part of the noises thing? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I wouldn't hear them much, but they would almost like, if I was having someone over, I'd let them know because a lot of times they would leave. Okay. So that really was like a brothel. You could literally, they could hear stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Like paper thin walls. Like it's insane. It was fun. I mean, I had sex in that hot tub. With, my friend was having sex with someone in the hot tub and I was having sex with someone in the hot tub. Like, like it was just like a very empowering thing because we were all like, get it. Like no judgment. You do you. Wow. Okay. But wait, I want to hear details about that because like in hot tubs, I've had difficult experiences with hardness, but it sounds like you've had a lot of successful water sex in your life. I know. And you know what? It's funny though, because like, it's not even my favorite because you would think like, oh, like, you know, water slippery. It's not. It's, like, no, it can get sticky. Like, yes. Very sticky. So it's not my favorite. It didn't last long in there. We definitely took it inside. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, that day in particular, that person I had sex with, oh, this is actually a two-parter. <laughs> so I used to have this friend, we used to be good friends since like the sixth grade. Never anything sexual, anything like that. But I became single and as an adult, somehow we like, you know, mingled, meshed back together. And he lived in a different part of Florida than I did. 
And he would drive up like three, four hours to see me just so we could have sex. Mm. He would get hotel rooms. He would like all this stuff. So I was throwing a party because it was our party house. And he drove up to see me for the weekend. So we had had sex the day before. And then we were at a party and a couple of new faces arrived at the party that I hadn't met before. So we were mingling and he was like, Hey, um, I'm going to go up to the room, but do your thing. Like whatever. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I forget about that. Hours go by. <laughs> I'm in the hot tub with this other man. We're hooking up. We go inside. We take it inside. We have sex on the couch. And he slapped me in the face. And I had never had anyone do that. And actually, at first, I was kind of like, whoa, I don't know you. I just met you. Like, that was kind of uncalled for. But then something was like, do it again. <laughs> like, it, like, unlocked something. I definitely wish he would have, like, like asked me first because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. But that unlocked a king because I really love being slapped. I really, really love it. So after we finished having sex, I sent him on his way. And I went upstairs and I forgot that my friend was up there and he was naked in my bed. And I was like, fuck. I see that as like, thank goodness you had sex on the couch and didn't accidentally, you know what I mean? Go into the room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I snuck into the bed because I didn't want to wake him. So, but in like the early hours of the morning, he is like kind of like nudging me, touching me and like trying to have sex with me and so we start making out and then I stop I pull him off and I go hey I need to be honest with you I actually ended up having sex with that guy downstairs a few hours ago Mm -hmm. and he was like um it's fine like when I go back to my city I do my thing that's okay you just have to be punished for it now and I was like Okay. And I was up against, like, my bed was against the wall. So my head was up against the corner and he like stood up on my bed and fucked my face, came. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to go now. Like, (sighs) that's what you get. Like, you're not coming. Like, I'm going to make it hot for you, but that's your punishment. And I was like, oh my God, this was, it was so hot. It was wow. so Was that the first time you had had like dynamic play together or like it sounds like you had an existing relationship yeah. like was that your first time like being punished in an explicit way by a partner? I would say so, yeah. Wow. Yes. Except for, you know, some things that I did with my husband that I would say he like took advantage a little bit like in a good way like he tied me up and stuff like that. With a new partner, yeah. That was definitely the first time and I I liked it. I liked being told what to do. Okay. Yeah. So what did those things <laughs> lead to? Like, did, and did you end up fucking that friend again that had driven down? Or like, did you, was that your only experience? Like- I had, yeah, I had fucked him again. What's funny is he just moved into my city last week. Mm. And so I've been trying to meet up with him. I mean, I was already sending him pictures and he was like, oh, I need to see you. I need to see you. So that, stay tuned. Will yeah. Happen very yeah, soon. please let us know updates if they come. <laughs> <laughs> and come and come and yeah. come. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was great. So I had a lot of sex in that house. And then I met my ex-girlfriend. So she was best friends with my best friend and roommate. And so she had just broken up with her long-term girlfriend. And we both were like not interested in a relationship. So we started hooking up. And we just started fucking. 
we would have sex for like three, four hours, like all through the night. Oh, like I would come like three, four times. She was the first person to ever make me squirt, which amazing. I didn't know that was going to happen. And it was great. And we did obviously end up dating for like two and a half years, but we had a lot of like power dynamics. She was more masculine presenting in general, but in the bedroom, total switches. Like totally. Really? Oh yeah. Like she would fuck me with the strap on. And then like, after I'd come, like, I'd be like, all right, take it off. It's my turn. <gasps> and wow. yeah, it was great. A lot of choking, slapping, like that rough aggression on both of our parts, mm. which was really hot. So switch-wise, like, you're taking turns in session, or would it be, like, days or sessions apart? Like, how, or did you just feel into the flow of it? Usually we would take turns in session. We would both talk. There were days we would say, like, okay, I'm pillow princess today. And, <gasps> you know, we would, yeah. we would have days like that. But for the most part, it was pretty even, which I really liked. Had you used a strap before that relationship? I had not. Okay. What was it like for you? Like, I haven't used one very much. Like, do you have any tips or favorites or insights or anything like that? Have you ever pinched yourself with one? So we had, it's like an underwear that has like the little hole. So it wasn't actually like anything to kind of clip onto, which was nice. The first time I put one on, I felt so powerful and sexy and like, there's just something about it. I really, really liked it. There's just something about like, you know, penis owners really do have like <laughs> some kind of like that big dick energy. Mm-hmm. I swear when I put that strap on, I just feel like I'm in charge. Yeah. Like I enjoy being sensual and slow and like moving my hips. And we didn't use the strap all the time. Like we would just manually use a dildo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's something about it being attached to you that like you can move your hips and like it just feels great. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. What else did you learn about yourself in that relationship or over the course of that relationship? It's funny because this was another one that we didn't talk too much about things. Something I really wanted to try that we never ended up trying. Like I was super interested in having like a double-sided dildo Mm -hmm. and trying to use that. She had expressed like, yeah, that'd be cool. And we just, we never got to it, unfortunately. You still haven't at all? No. Okay. You and I will both use them. We'll reconvene and talk about it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, please. Especially like because of our dynamic that it was like, we both wanted to fucking, it's like being on the same device. Like uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it really intrigued me. So that was something I wanted to try, but something I had never done that she introduced me to was fisting. (gasps) Not on me. We did try it on me once. It just like wasn't my thing, but she really enjoyed it. And I loved doing it. Like it's, you get to know your partner's vagina like so well. Yeah. And I don't know. It was like, I loved it. I loved it. Well, also, okay. So I've only read books about it and talked to people about it, but I also understand that it's like, yes, the vagina and or asshole, depending on what we're playing with. True. But it's also like watching the partner's micro movements, like the express, like it's like getting, like syncing up with the animal body. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Kind of like what you learned yes. or like, what is it like to have your hand inside someone? Okay. So a 1000% what you said, like it's watching them. I would always be watching her because yeah. it's like one little moment. It's like, right. When you get past the knuckles, past like a certain area. Yeah. It hurts and you almost have to do it quick, but not too quick. It's like Mm -hmm. the perfect kind of movement. 
And, you know, after a while, like I learned exactly what I needed to do, but you know, it's all about watching your partner and their breath and taking it at their pace. But once he's in, it's a lot of times I wouldn't even do like an in and out motion. It's like, yeah. like a movement of the wrist, oh. like that. It feels really good. Oh, like I'll in there, that. like that. having, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Having my hand in there, like, especially like when they're coming, like you feel everything tightening, contracting. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. That's so hot. Yeah. And then it's just as important to watch when you're taking out the hands because again, it's, it's painful past a certain spot. I would always just tell her like, do it on an exhale and I would kind of do it in one swift motion, Mm -hmm. but we did it like often, almost every time. That's so cool. Yeah. I'd love to try it with somebody else, but I, you know, that's, I'm going to be like, Hey, can I fix you? Like I gotta, you know, you gotta work. Oh, I'm sure you'll find people, especially if you're on a field, you will definitely find people that are like fist curious. Speaking of curiosities, have you explored anal stuff at all, either on yourself or partners? So that's what I'm starting to explore now. I had like a freaking traumatic experience. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was an accident. It wasn't like, you know. I've had those too. Still traumatic. Yeah. It was with my ex-husband and we were kind of drunk and we were playing really rough. And he was like pulling his stick all the way out and like slamming it into my pussy. And he slammed it into my ass on accident. And when I say like, I blacked out a little bit. I yeah. started crying. I thought I was going to throw up. I had to run to the bathroom. Oh, and like, I was dry bad. heaving. It was so bad. So and I had pain. like a little tear. Yes. I couldn't go to the bathroom for like <gasps> four or five days. I was bleeding. It was so bad. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry that happened. That's yeah. really traumatic. Yeah. It was bad. So I was always afraid. But now with one of the doms, he was talking about, you know, trying it. And I was like, I do feel comfortable with you and I would be open to trying it. You would just have to take it really slow, blah, blah. So I have one friend right now. She's like one of my best friends and she is very sexually open as well. So she and I go to the sex shop like once a week <gasps> just to get new things, try things out. It makes me so happy because we were friends in high school, but we never talked about those things. So now it's like, oh my God, you're my, you're my person. <laughs> so I got a tiny little butt plug. And I've been using it and I just bought like a bigger one. And I've been using it. I actually, like, I have this, like, a kind of skinny, smaller dildo. And I've been using that on myself to, Fuck like, yeah. prep and practice. Lots of lube. But I am excited. I think on Wednesday, I'm going to, like, fully try it with this new partner. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, okay. Well, it's one of my things. And I know it's one of yours to be DP'd and it's yeah. always been one of my fantasies I used I watch a lot of porn of it and I was always like damn I'm never gonna do it because I don't really like anal so I'm excited to like get ready with that and you know I've DP'd myself when I masturbate now like I'm trying to like let it happen so that that fantasy can come true <laughs> I think that's great I think getting to know our own assholes is important and I know that like when I started playing with my own self more both with my fingers and with toys I gained a lot of confidence and then also just having a partner that was really into it and really accepting made a huge difference for me and I still have not had my DP with two live cocks but that I have a feeling is in my this year future because I'm <gasps> prioritizing my bucket list items and uh 
I'm like, oh, I could just like try. Yeah, I've always been very, like for my whole life, I've been pretty opportunistic. And this year I'm like, well, I could be like opportunistic, but also strategic. Like I could marry those two things together. And ugh. Okay, what other details do we need to know about you or your kinky self and or what else are you exploring, depending on where we need to go from here? Details on myself. I love choking. Like intense, like, you know, on the verge of like blackout and then like it's like that release right after. It is like straight ecstasy in your body for me. I love it. I actually like recently started choking myself when I masturbate. Not with any items, just my hand and I love it. It's fucking awesome. I don't yeah. know why I haven't been doing that before. How hard do you do it? Or is it just like the pressure that you're feeling? Like how much I, do you do? I do it pretty hard. Okay. I mean, not like I don't crush my windpipe yeah, or yeah, anything, yeah. but I use the sides and I let myself kind of feel a little lightheaded and it's nice. Wait, I want another detail about that. You're doing that a bit. And then are you touching yourself with your hand or with a toy? Like, cause it seems like a lot of coordination to either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Either. It's like a recent, recent thing, probably in the last month. And I think I was in the shower or, or in the tub. That's usually where it happens. And I, I just did it. And I was like, ooh, mm. I'm going to do that more. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Full control. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like I said, I like being slapped. I kind of like that in combination, like choking and then the release, a slap. Yeah. It's like the totally. sensations. I also enjoy doing that to people a lot. I used to do that to my ex-girlfriend. I do that with the couple I play with. I like it a lot. <laughs> like I kind of said earlier, I like fluids. Like I like cum. I do like to swallow it, but I kind of prefer it like on my face and like on totally. my body. Totally. I really like it. I like spit like on my face again. Mm-hmm. Like in my mouth is fine, but Same. it's just like being on me. Yeah, I I really like it. Do you have any of those sheets like made for messes or, do you, or is it just like contained on your body? Yeah, like how messy are you getting? How messy do you want to get? I have like a liner underneath my sheet, but no. And I really should though, because lately I have been squirting more and more because like I've kind of been learning to initiate it. It used to just happen. And now I'm like, okay, if I want it to happen, like I can make it happen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I figured out how to masturbate myself and do it if I really want to. Like I am often too lazy and I like want to leave it for, you know, I don't want to do the same thing every day, but like, yeah. Yes. Nice little occasion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's funny because only a couple partners have been able to do it. My ex-girlfriend did it and like two others. But so the couple that I play with now, the guy can, he can make me do it like three times in 10 minutes. Great. And first of all, I'm like, I don't even know how that's that much fluid in my body. <laughs> you got to stay hydrated. And we film a lot, us three. She'll be filming and like vice versa. Oh, that's the best part about group sex. It's amazing. and. They love it. So I love it. And they just sent me some videos. There is one, like, I literally, like, squirted everywhere. I mean, at the end, we, like, took the bed sheets off and went down to the mattress. I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, it's fine. Like, a lot of cleanup. So definitely should be putting some things down now that I know that. But it's really hot. I love it. I love it. And I kind of like laying in it after. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So on the topic of, like, filming... I started like maybe six months ago filming myself when I masturbate and I have this big mirror, like I said earlier, in my room. So I will set up the camera and I will just like have it sitting there and I stare at myself because the whole eye contact thing and I have um, suction cup dildo. So I'll put it on the mirror 
and I use my vibrator and like it's almost like a whole little movie and afterwards I love masturbating to it oh amazing because it's yourself so your breath sinks up because that's how you breathe it's you and it's like I don't know what what made me want to do it I think I was just like drunk in my room alone one night and now like I do it all the time and I I love it it's really hot yeah, I recommend it. It gives you self-confidence, too. You're like, look at that sexy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, trying to think about how to reconfigure my whole house to do that now. I'm like, oh, yeah. Nice okay. <gasps> yeah. Even sometimes when I'm just in the shower, I'll set it up and I'll, you know, use toys and yeah. front camera and stare at myself. And, Ugh, yeah. Amazing. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Okay, what else have you been exploring or what else do you want to explore? Like, I know that we talked about Morrisons. I know that there's some C&C stuff in there to talk about. Take us where you will. I've always really just been into rough play. And when I was, like, exploring porn, like, not super, super young, but maybe when I was, like, in high school, I would kind of do a little bit more aggressive things. I actually used to watch these one videos. I think it's, like, Ultimate Surrender videos. I don't know if you've ever seen that so they're in like a ring like a boxing ring almost and it's women in like bikinis with these little leg straps and they wrestle they wrestle and different things are different points if you take off articles of clothing if you get like mouth on a pussy if you're fingering like different things so it's like they're fighting but like it's like the girl's fingers my pussy and that's not supposed to happen but it feels good so it's like that dynamic i really liked and the struggle i really liked and that kind of like got my mind thinking about like that CNC kind of situation, mm-hmm. like being kind of held against my will. But I haven't explored that with anyone because I want to feel like a hundred percent comfortable, safe with that partner to be able to like really let go because that's a scary situation. But I'm looking forward to meeting that person because mm. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for many years, many Fuck years. Yeah. It's almost like you've been gathering all the skills you need, you know, discovering your interests, building the communication abilities, building the safety conversations. Now you're yes. like just inviting the right divine timing. Oh. Yes. And I mentioned briefly before, there's somebody that I met who wants me to be like a dominatrix. Yeah. And, or, you know, just more like a dom, I guess. And I told them in the beginning, like, I straight up don't have a lot of experience in that. I had, like, kind of that power dynamic with my ex-girlfriend, but not with men. I'm very open to it. But if you want someone more experienced, I get it. He was like, no, I kind of like the idea of being your experiment. And I want to explore together. And yeah, and it's been really great. It's all virtual right now because he lives in another country. But we're planning on seeing each other. Apparently, he's going to be moving to Florida in July. Okay. So we're planning on seeing each other. That's a great start to an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Like, with my ex, I really enjoyed that power, like, powerful. And like I said, when I wear, like, a strap, like, I feel in charge. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I am very submissive. I love being submissive. I love being dominated. Yeah. But having the chance to occasionally be the one dominating is very sexy and intriguing to me. So I'm excited to like explore that more. That is amazing. I love that so much. Any other like explorations, hopes for the future, like specific acts that you're looking forward to? I really just kind of want to get into the community more. I have more confidence now. So I 
really want to go to like local dungeons, yeah. sex clubs, like sex parties, meet people in the community because totally. I don't really have that. I have that one friend that I'm comfortable with, but she's in a monogamous relationship. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go alone. I want to meet, you know, people in my area and like explore that because I do want to have, I want to go to an orgy. Like I yeah. want to have like multiple penises around me and a pussy in my face. Like I want all that. So I'm excited to kind of like dive into that more now that I have this confidence and I think a little experience. So it's exciting. I love that. I feel like I'm in my own same version of that at this point in my life. Oh, I love it. Okay. So more broadly speaking, what are your hopes for your sexual self going forward? My hopes are that I stay this way. I feel like in the past when I get partnered, I kind of like suppress that side of me and I just like okay we'll have sex maybe it's a little kinky sex but I've always been afraid to bring up like hey like let's go to this place let's try this how about we bring another partner in like so I'm hoping not even hoping I know I will stay true to who I am now because I'm really enjoying it I'm really enjoying coming into my own sexually so I just hope that I get to continue exploring and I find a partner eventually i'm not even looking for a partner right now but eventually i find a partner that is also excited to explore because life is fucking short and let's have sex why not (laughs) fuck yes fuck yes fuck yes fuck yes any other stories preferences or sexual thoughts that you want to share with us on wednesday like i i'll I'll briefly talk about that it's a new dom i haven't met and we've just been talking online we met on fet life okay and he wants to fuck me all night. He wants to bring a Sharpie and tally the Ooh. number of times we have sex on my back. <gasps> which I'm like, that's really fucking hot. This is the person I'm going to try anal play with. He wants to use the dildo to DP me as well. Just a lot of like fun things that I've never done. And some of the things that he hasn't done, like I'm very excited. There's also a hot tub at this place that he oh. booked for us. <laughs> so, oh, cool. So yeah, there's a big screen TV above the hot tub. And he was like, well, maybe I'll try to get some porn on there. Fun. I actually haven't done that. I haven't fucked while watching porn with a partner. So how are you going to keep track for the tally marks? Like what counts as sex for that? Did you guys talk about that? <sighs> I don't know. We didn't really talk about it. I don't know if it's like and when he finishes, that's a session, maybe, is what I'm assuming. Because if it's me, like, I can come all night. So, like, well, I don't he, I know. feel like he's going to want to keep track of that. be way too many tallies. No. And maybe both of you. Oh, or maybe it's just insertion. Maybe we or maybe can have two <gasps> sessions. Like, two yes. sessions on my back, like, M and him. Yeah. And tally the amount of times we come. That would actually be great. That's really <laughs> fun. Ooh, I love that. But also, edging is good, too. So, it's, like, hard. <laughs> Yes. And we talk, we talked about that too. Like he wants to just like tie me up and like tease me yes. until I'm begging. And I hope he does. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. May your Wednesday be wonderful. What a Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Literal hump day. Yeah. Literal hump day. Okay. So if you could go back in time and give younger you your first sex talk or a piece of sex advice, like what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? So I think I'd go in two different areas. I'd probably go back to like middle school when I started having sex or started having those sexual thoughts and just tell myself like it's normal to explore these things. It's normal to be into women as well. Like 
there's a lot of internalized homophobia. So it's, you know, don't worry about what everyone else says, do what feels good to you. And you're not a bad person for it. Mm. And don't let anyone make you feel bad for it. And then I'd probably also go to like 18 and 19 when I was a few years in with my ex-husband. We were just dating at the time, but I would definitely tell myself like, communicate, communicate. If you like it, tell him. If you want to try something, do it. Like, don't be afraid. What is there to lose? You know, communication is hot and I've learned. I love it. I love, I'm a huge pleaser. I want to know what feels good to my partner. Don't let me eat you out. And you're like, oh yeah, that's good. I'm like, no, tell me a little to the left, a little to the right, exactly what you want. It's hot to me. I want. Or if it's good, tell me why it's good. Tell me all the details. Tell me what I'm doing right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Big time. Big time. So just communication, communication. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Beautiful. Do you have a sex question you want to ask me? I do. Okay. Where is your favorite place to have come on you? (gasps) In you, in your mouth, in your ass, in your pussy, on you? Where's your favorite place? Oh man. Okay. I have multiple answers. Like my two, like I love it when someone comes in my ass. If it can be come in my ass and dribbling out, that's great because I also really like it on my body. But I fucking love someone coming on my tits because it means I get to watch the whole thing happen. So usually if I'm with a partner, they're like, where do you want me to come? I'll be like, on me, on my boobs. On my... I love if it also gets a little bit on my face, but I want to be able to keep my eyes open and watch it unless the third answer is wherever my dom wants. You know, like if I'm, if I'm in a dynamic with someone, I used to love it when my former master would tell me like where he was going to come on me. And then sometimes he would trick me just for like, he'd be like, I'm going to come here. And they'd be like, just get it. You know? And so it would, it would be so, such I a great it. like dopamine fun thing. But I mean, obviously if it's going to be in my face, I want to close my eyes. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I really like it everywhere. Assuming that it's pregnancy safe. If my partner has a vasectomy or fluid bonded, but like, I think that's also why tits are so great because I'm like win, win for everyone. Belly's good too. I like tits the best. Like if I had to pick one or the other, I really like being able to, I love watching. Like I love watching it come out. <laughs> oh, me too. That's like when I'm messaging people, I'm like, no, send me a video of you coming. Like, yes. I, yeah. Send that tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. What's your, what's your answer for the same question? I would say my face, not really my eyes, but like almost like it's going to go in my mouth, but it's just yeah. like all around, all around yeah. here and kind yeah. of on my neck a little bit. I love that. I like the belly. I like when it, comes out and it's like a little bit on the top of your clit like oh it gets yes. a little messy. Ooh, that's true yeah i don't like it like in my belly button so much because i have a pretty deep belly button i really have to like dig it out and like i do like it face and neck and like there definitely have been like times at the grocery store where i'm like oh <laughs> oh my I mean, oh i, I definitely yeah yeah i've had a little dry <laughs> the next morning after this last saturday i had a little dry i was like oh Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not as turned on by like people coming in a bowl and then licking it up or something. Like I'm like, no, I want to touch it while it's hot. Like I want, you know, like, yeah, like if that's their fresh. kink, if that's like, if it'll whatever, like, but I'm like, ah, give it to me. Like I want to have it. Yeah. So. Agreed, awesome. agreed. Oh my God. Em, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thank you. I really like, I'm so happy to be here. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) 
I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 